0: God put something on my heart last week, you know, the, the, the simplicity of just simply choosing this amazing God, how much difference it can make in your life, but not just how much difference it can make your life, how critical it is that we're on his side of things and how, how easily we can find ourselves, just because this is what we've gotten used to doing, we're, we can, we're really not on God's side, so we can't expect his blessings over things that he's not a part of. And so we opened it up. I encourage you to go back and look at that from last week. But it, I just had an example of this today because, um, you know, in America, we we drive on a certain side of the road. Um, if For all of those who have brains in their heads, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, this is, it. this is what we do. We drive on the right side, right? Um, and the British, they drive on the wrong side. It's <laughs> <laughs> That, that that's kind of like that's that's kind of like um, the right and left and other departments too. But I won't go there. But, but my wife and I uh, went, went to Australia back in 19, uh, 2000, actually, and um, it was Shout to the Lord 2000 at Hillsong we went to, and uh, we fly in, we rent a car, they bring a car to the hotel, and without any practice at all, I have to choose. The side that's going to be safe. I did pretty well, uh, considering it was in the city, you know. And you're having to drive. It's like you're used to doing everything opposite, and you're actually sitting on the on the wrong side of the car. Actually, that is the right side of the car, isn't it? Uh, but <laughs> being being on the right side of the road is very critical to your safety, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever noticed somebody? that somehow ended up on the wrong side? I mean, they do it in the movies, like, to be cool, like, you know, 007, that's how he's going to get away, is get on the wrong side, you know, and hopefully somebody will run into a car behind him or something. But have you ever seen somebody that's actually, whoa, there's somebody that doesn't have a clue there? There. They're going down the wrong side of the road. How dangerous that is. And so, you know, it's, it's 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 amazing how you can immediately assign a level of intelligence to somebody like this. Or do you not do that? I, I kind of do. It's like, wow. <laughs> they, they need to get a clue. Until it's you. All right. Can I just tell my, my own story? Because. Especially if you're distracted, we have all the signs. They're supposed to make sure that we're going to go the right way, but you know, I was going up. I was I, I was doing some roofing stuff, and um, you know, you, you can get busy with other things, right? You know, you're on the phone. You know, you're trying to to figure out what you're going to do next and whatnot. And I'm going north on the on the uh, uh, access road to one, I-35, and I, and I'm supposed to turn left, and somehow. I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing what I need to be. I'm a little bit distracted. I end up turning right into the oncoming traffic. Talk about humility time. All those assignments of lack of intelligence that I gave to somebody else came pouring down upon me. It's like now, now I'm the one. I was so fortunate. They were all stopped at a stoplight. So I can like like an idiot try to turn around and you know and I, I could because nobody's coming, you know it's like, oh man, but just for a moment i got I got a realization of how critical we, most of the time we think we're going along the right way all the time and it's, it's every, everything's good, isn't it? I mean you, you can be going 75, 80 miles an hour eighty five if you're on the turnpike going south right but If you get on the wrong side of something, it doesn't take very long for there to be some damage. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about this with regard to to God. The the thing that we need revelation on on is maybe we've been on the wrong side of something for a while. Mm -hmm. And maybe some of the things that we're encountering are a result of a little bit of ignorance that we could humble ourselves to and say, maybe I need to turn around and get going his way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of these kinds of things with God that, that we, you know, we have a we have a human perspective of things that again is so is 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 so limited compared to this God that we are desiring to understand. To really get lined up with him, we're going to have to say, I'm going to let go of some things, some perspectives that I've gotten just on my own. And I'm going to have to say, God, show me your way so that I can be on the right side of you, right? Amen. So in particular, I want to talk about something because, I, you know, we went through this pretty well last week, but man, there was one area that I want to look at today. And it has to do with this thing that is so much a part of each one of us. How many care about anything? What is a care? What are you doing when you care for something? There's something of your heart that has gotten connected to something that its condition messes with your emotions. Is that right? Because you you have a certain level of responsibility that you feel for that thing, and it's connected right to your heart. And you, you really can't be a functioning human being without having uh, a whole bunch of these. But particularly, like in the area of relationships, like and, in the area of providing, and which things do you respond to? You will take care of the things that you care the most about, right? Right? You know, I had I had a good friend. I have a good friend, um, the one that gave me Tebow. And my wife doesn't think he's my good friend because he gave me Tebow. But, but um, this this friend was the first one I heard say this. I'd I'd ask him something, and he'd say, "I don't care." I've kind of adapted this with my wife a little bit too. It's like she says, "So, is is this color okay?" I don't care. I have, I have absolutely no emotional attachment to this decision or to this color. And so I'm not going to commit myself at all to whether or not it goes one way or another, right? I don't care, right? <laughs> but there are things that we do care about that we get used to taking care of ourselves. Saying, I'm putting this thing in drive, and we're going down the road. And you're going down the road, and you're finding yourself with a lot of opposition coming your way. And you find yourself with a lot of these things, and you don't realize that maybe you're just on the wrong side of your care. Maybe there's another way of approaching care. It's not a wrong thing, but it will mess you up if it's not on the right side, if you're not on the right side of it. Can can we kind of look at this a little bit today cuz I believe God wants to help us with this. Does does anybody care about anything? Man, I do. But man, I, I can look back over my life and I can think I it messed with me the things I cared about. And it's not like so I've gotten in the habit of of saying I don't care. I'll say that out loud sometimes. It's like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. But you know, even that, you know, inside, you know, hey, you do care. I know you're saying that, but but you you really do care, right? (laughs) So let's just look real quickly. Um, Let's look at at three elements of care, okay? We'll just look at at the definition so we can kind of look at it together and get uh, the same perspective. And then we'll kind of see what God's, uh, some things from the word that, man, will give us an understanding of of getting on the right side of stuff that means stuff to us, okay? So something, uh, the first thing is something or someone with which there is a heart connection. Okay, I've already said all this, but I just want to make these three points, okay? A sense of responsibility or ability to influence that. Do you feel like, sometimes you can have that sense, but you feel like you're not able to, right? (laughs) That's where cares can mess with you a lot, right? Okay, but then... There's also a possibility of submitting to its best resolution. And that's when you're actually taking care of it. Okay. All right. So let's go on down here. I just want to go through the the definition. This is just from from the dictionary. A concerned or troubled state of mind. This is the noun version of it. As that arising from serious responsibility or worry an object or source of worry, attention, or sol- uh, solicitude. Uh, it can be an interest, regard, or liking. So what I like about this is, it, is that the last one actually introduces the idea that it doesn't have to be bad. It's just something you care about. I care about my wife. Everybody said, amen, right? Amen, amen. yeah. And my wife especially says, amen. I do care about Tebow. My wife says, name, Oh. All right, she doesn't agree with it, but, <laughs> oh, Tebow, <laughs> oh, everybody knows Tim Tebow, right? Well, my friend gave me Tim, uh, <laughs> my, my friend gave me my dog when Hunter and I were drive, uh, driving up to get the dog while we were listening to the first game that Tim Tebow was playing with the Broncos. So what are we going to name this dog? Duh, Tebow. So anyway. Um, so it doesn't have to be something bad. It can be something you're interested in. I care about playing the guitar. Now, that's not a bad thing. But if you get on the wrong side of this care, it's, it's not necessarily what how God wants to be involved in it. Okay? So... Uh, let's let's look here uh, because we're gonna we're gonna draw some of these words out of the word, and I want to look at at um, this word, uh, "merimna," which is care. And then in the Strong's, it says um, through an, the idea of distraction. Isn't that interesting? It's not just like having a passion for something. It's actually. It's a distraction. So there's this idea that it's, it's keeping you maybe from something else because it's occupying your thoughts. It's occupying your passions, right? And any care that you're going to take care of, you're going to set something else aside to do it, aren't you? You're going to be distracted from something else by this care, right? Now, if, you'll, if you notice in there, though, it says from eighty three three zero seven. 307. Well, what in the world is that? Let's go look at that one. It's so a Marizzo, and this is the Thayer's definition, it. it says to divide. Huh. So cares are doing something more than us just feeling a certain way. They're having an effect upon us, right? It's to separate into parts, cut into pieces, to divide into parties, be split into factions, to distribute a thing among people, bestow in part. It's doing something that is... Shifting things around. <laughs> and this is this is the term we're gonna pull out from the word as we go. So so if we can see care from just a little bit different perspective, that it's it's actually a disruptive force. Yeah. It can be, right? Has yeah. anybody experienced this? Yes. This is why we go to counselors so we can talk through this stuff, right? So we can we can figure out where we got it wrong. But you know what we have in Jesus? Yes. He's a counselor, he's a yes. prince of peace, yes. he's a mighty God. Yes. Amen. Yes. If we're on his side of our cares. Yes. Man, this goes, this, this is rubber meeting the road. Yes. We live this all the time. Yes. Amen you know when you go through a family thing you know it's like a, you just can't help but be affected when a, when a loved one passes you know and you care about them but I'm so grateful we have a god side of that care yes. that we can get on we don't have to grieve like those who have no hope right. amen? amen we have another side yes. isn't that good all right yes. so let's go to Deuteronomy 11:10 and let's see this it, you know, God's not just some being up there far away that doesn't really care about us too much. He <laughs> doesn't really care about... No, actually, he cares so much, he wants to get personally, God wants to get personally involved with every moment of our life. Yes, amen. He doesn't want to just be part of our life. Right. He doesn't want to just be a mix in with everything else. Right, yeah. Because all those other things are cares. Yeah, yeah. And what are cares? Distractions. Okay? So, first of all, Deuteronomy, God's passion is to personally care for every aspect of our life. For the land you are about to enter and possess is not like the land of Egypt where you have come from, where irrigation is necessary. It is a land of hills and valleys with plenty of rain, a land that the Lord your God personally cares for. Well, I thought he cared about us. He cares for our stuff. He cares for our land. He wants to. Can you see? First of all, we have to get the idea that that he really wants to, right? He he, he really cares about where we live. He really cares about our country. He really cares about how things are going, who gets voted in, (laughs) who who, who doesn't, you know? He he cares about these things. And he wants to be, we can see, this is him saying, I want to be personally caring for you and all your stuff. oh, uh, But it just really doesn't matter if God does anything else for me. We just want, I just want to have this like peaceful little thing where it's just him caring for my soul. Well, what's my soul? It's everything in my life. And if he's going to care for my soul, he's going to care for my stuff. Yes. Amen? Oh yeah. Okay. So let's go to Hebrews 2.6. So relating to his care is really, though, beyond normal understanding. How many have this down? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have, man, I, I'm so grateful that I don't have it down. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be kind of discouraged. <laughs> I need to get better at this. Amen? But it's a reality that we can, we can, we can go towards. Yeah. Right now, we can say, I'm choosing to let go and let God be God in my life. But there's this reality. So I'm not, I can't assume that I'm there at all. I'm gonna have to assume, man, this is this is something that is a delightful mystery that I can press towards, right? But one testified in a certain place saying, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you take care of him? There has to be this question, it's like, wow, I realize. That I need to find out the answer to this. Who in the world am I? And thankfully, I I have an identity in Christ that I can lay hold upon that. Amen? But what is the purpose of Christ? God's desire to care for us. Everything that we're involved with. We want to separate things so much. We want to take care of ourselves. We want to choose what we're going to do with our life. We want to say, I got this covered. And we all have these natural desires, physical desires, sexual desires, tummy desires, (laughs) you know, (laughs) relational desires. And and God says, I know you have these these needs inside of you, but as long as you're in control of their care, I can't be. There's going to need to be a letting me you coming over to my side of it if you want me to have anything to do with it, okay? So, Mark four <clears throat> We'll just see some examples of this. Because Jesus, you know, he was the son of God. But what really made him powerful in his ability to be the son of God was not just in his being the son of God, but his knowing who he was. What happened in the wilderness when he was tempted? Was his just being, did, did he just reply to Satan? Don't you know who I am? Just leave me alone. I'm the son of God. No, it was his knowledge of the word. Right. Yeah. Yes, that's that's right. So us just knowing that we are one with God is not going to do anything for us if we don't know what that means. We're gonna to have to gain knowledge of it. So because the enemy's gonna come against us with our cares and saying it doesn't really matter, and we're gonna to have to have a reply. Yes. No, the God of the universe wants to care for me. He wants to care for every aspect of my life. And get out of here, Satan, with your little stupid idea yeah. that it doesn't matter if I take control of something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So anyway, here, here here's Jesus. Knowing who he is, knowing the word about himself, and how it changes his perspective of care—that is dramatic against the disciples that are around him. Right, so, so he was in the so the storm comes up right, and the ship's tossing and it's turning, and 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 they're all scared because it's it's scary, <laughs> and <laughs> and but he's he's asleep. Look at how God takes care of a storm. Jesus is taking care of the storm. Wouldn't that be nice to take, for our cares to have that kind of result with us? Like, it's like you're going through this like major thing and you say, I think I'll take care of that. (laughs) That's what Jesus is doing, right? And they woke him and said, teacher, do you not care? Oh. Oh. They see a perishing going on, and they have a care about that. They think their care is better than Jesus' care. In fact, he doesn't even care. (laughs) He might as well be my friend or me when it comes to color. I don't care. He's just going to sleep when they're all perishing. But this is a reality. We see things as, is, as like they have this imminent destruction coming. And God's saying, that ain't nothing. That's sleepable stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't have that ability to stay. And then what did he do? He stood up and, and because he was actually in a position to care for it that caused him to be able to sleep. He was able to stand up and speak to it. You don't speak to a storm just because you've heard who you are. You don't speak to a storm <laughs> yeah. while you're while you're on the opposite side of God, in other well, trembling in fear before the storm. Yeah. You speak to it from a position of authority yeah. that you've been given, right. Right. that you've been living. He said, I want to be a part of every part of your life. And, and so so the, to, to get on God's side, it's not going to be able to be just a, a this and that. It's not like I can just choose what I want him to be involved in. Because if he's going to be involved at all, he's got to be involved all. <laughs> right? What is that? He, he's not going to be Lord at all until he's Lord of all. Right? So again in Luke 10:40 uh, Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said lord do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone her perspective of what Jesus was doing was completely different the situation he's in the same situation but he's seeing it differently he's seeing the whole purpose of this thing is for there to be communion, for there to be a, a, a knowing of Him, yeah. and and she, and she interprets that as not caring. How often, and again, this is a God that, man, I, I'm desperate to know Him. Yeah. He, 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 He's so much bigger than anything I can be. How many know anything about rocket scientists, you know, or rocket making rockets or, or poking around in brains or, you know, yeah, you know, even wor- working with a nostril or something? You know? <laughs> I don't want to touch any of it, right? Because there's volumes of information you got to know before you start poking around, <laughs> right? Why would I assume to be able to care better than my God, I'm going to have to say, "Okay, God, this is going to be a something I'm going to have to press in towards. I'm going to have to understand what this is." Man, we're just we're just barely talking about it right now, but you can see that this this is very. I mean, Martha, why would you why would you uh, get get mad at Martha for having? Come on, let's let's join together. You know, if everybody joins together, we'll get this done. Don't you really care about this? And can. How often we might fall into that same kind of oh it's it's okay to, to 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 get you know frustrated about this and God's saying there's a side of me where you can still get things done. It's not like he, uh, I, I want you to be a uh, care less, <laughs> but is there a side of this that I can be a part of? Is there a God side of my care? Okay. So, Matthew 6, 30, 31, we're familiar with this. I guess some of us might not be, but uh, the best solution for our cares <laughs> is to care for him. The more, what do, we, what, do we, uh, what do we serve the most is what we care for the most, right? right. So, the first thing we're going to have to do if we're going to get on the God side is shift our heart connection from the silly dog, from the silly situation. Even our own children. Going to have to shift that over to Him. We're going to have to care about Him. The first thing to get on the God side of every detail of our life in the care of it is to make sure that our care of Him supersedes it. Greatly, okay? So, so don't worry about having enough food and clothing. You don't even care about food and clothing. He says not to, right? Why be like the heathen? Who's on the heathen side of stuff? Tonight? Anybody hands? Anybody want to be on the heathen side of stuff? He says, well, why would you want to be like the heathen? There's a God side of this. For they take pride in, in all these things and are deeply concerned about them. Anybody know anybody that's deeply concerned? Are you deeply concerned? Oh, we won't raise our hands for that. But your heavenly father already knows perfectly well that you need them. And he will give them to you if you give him first place in your life and live as he wants you to. Yeah. You know, I really think if you could just, like, have a light bulb come on in the room and you could actually see the way things really are, like, why would you choose anything else? (laughs) The God of the universe says, I want to take care of you. The first thing we have to do is just care for him. Just just say, man, I, I... I care about you more than anything else, God. What immediately begins to happen is there is alignment of cares based upon the ones that's that's the highest. In fact, you will let go of certain things. (laughs) You will let go of the fishing pole to stay in the boat. (laughs) I don't know, is that a good example? (laughs) <laughs> you know, I was thinking of somebody hanging on a cliff, you know, with, with his favorite rifle in one hand. And, you know, he's got to get his second hand up there to get up. What's he going to do? He's, I care about that rifle, but man, I care about my life. You know? That's good. What do we care about the most? That's what's, everything else will align itself underneath that right. in priority, won't it? So if you're going to get God on any side of a care, he's going to have to be above that care. Yeah. Right? So don't be anxious about tomorrow. What comes along with cares? Anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety. What is one of the biggest health issues that we have going on right now? Anxiety. He can cause you to be sick. I need, you guys could help me with that. It's better than I. I just have a, a brain surgeon Compared to me understanding of that too. But I, I, do understand, I do know that just a little bit of anxiety can mess with your body in all kinds of different ways. Yeah, that's, that's right. yes. And it's because your care is on the wrong side of God. Yeah. Your care needs a little bit of sleep. Yeah. It needs to go to the bottom of the boat and snooze yeah. through whatever you think is such a big deal. Okay. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. God will take care of your tomorrow too. Live one day at a time. Okay, let's go to 1 Peter 5, 6. It's only in the casting of our care that his care can take over. So, therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. What's what's the exalting of me? That's not I'm not saying, oh man, I got a way to I got a way to be famous. I'll just pretend like I'm humble because how do you humble yourself on purpose without exalting yourself in purpose? you know, what is humbling yourself is saying, I'm going to let go of my way yeah. and allow God's way to rise above me right now. Yeah. That's humility. it's It's not saying i'm I'm terrible or I'm bad or anything. No, it's just saying God is greater than me, yeah. and his way is going to be the one that I yield to, yes. right? But what has to happen, there has to be a casting of your care on him. For he cares for you. God's already caring, but it's until we cast our care that he gets to do anything with it. Amen. So I I had this perspective of this because I I was going to use a different translation, but I like the word casting. How many like the word casting? Raise your hand. I like the word casting. Come on. I like the word casting. All right. (laughs) So I like the word casting because I, I thought about this. It, it's it's kind of like fishing. The, the, the care isn't, isn't the problem. It's where it is. Yeah. And, and, and I had this, I don't know, I think it was when I was up with my mom even. It's like, you know what? We, sh- we have to have cares if we're going to cast them. It's part of a relationship with God. God's saying, all right, bring your cares, bring your cares, bring your cares. But I don't have any cares. I've just den- I'm denying all cares. It's not my confession. I'm not going to confess cares. No, God said, no, you have cares. Yeah. But I need you to cast them. Yeah. And what happens when you go fishing and, and, and you, you, you're, you're, you're casting? <laughs> Are you completely releasing that thing? You still have a line connected to it, don't you? But now you've put it in a place where it can do some, make a difference. My care for my wife will be most effective when I cast it on the Lord. And I don't, get, I don't allow it to become a distraction in my soul. How can I become a distraction in my soul? When I become frustrated with something. When I'm frustrated with this relationship. When I'm frustrated at all. What's happening? It becomes a distraction. That's what, the, that's what our definition was, right? Yeah. Has to do with separating things. So when my, if I'm going to care for things, the be, it's not losing the care. It's just taking the best care. I'm going to have to submit to the best care for him right? Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so I like that. So you, you're going to have to humble yourself and say, I'm going to take what I think I'm, I can care for, and I'm going to cast it over onto you. It's I'm still connected to it because my heart's still connected to it, but it's in the place where it can be cared for. He cares for me, right? So... I just have a couple of phrases here real quick I want to say. In order to cast a care, must, you must have one. Uh, cares aren't prohibited. They just need to be on the right side. We just need to be on the right side of them. I'm sorry when I make these phrases, sometimes I'm, I'm making notes. i leave, leave out a word or two. Uh, this next one. When what is dear to your heart becomes a distraction to your faith, then you are most likely on a care side other than God's. So again, these cares, they can be things that are troubling us, but they can also be passions of our life that we are committing our life to that are other than God's direction. God knows that we have entertainment needs in our life. He knows that we have these other things that we can give our passions to, but they can be on the wrong side of the road if they're not given to God. Amen? All right. Let's go to uh, Matthew thirteen twenty two. For God's care presented in His Word to bear fruit, there must be casting of ours on over to His side. So, what are we doing when we're casting our care and humbling ourselves before Him? What are we humbling ourselves before? The will of God, the way of God. Amen. And where do we get that? We get it in His Word. There is no casting care without understanding of word. Because the very care that you have is gonna be a, an associated representation in the heart of God. That you're gonna cast it onto what he said about it. That's what we're doing. Amen? If I'm feeling like I don't have enough in my life right now, how am I gonna cast that care? I'm gonna to have to know that God uh, is, provides for all my needs according to his riches and glory. It's gonna be the word. Just like Jesus. It's not just who he is, it's what he knows. And it's not enough to just know without cast. We're going to have to cast our care, our emotions over on him. First of all, caring about him, worshiping him, actually letting what he says make a difference to us, right? But then we're going to have to say, okay, God, what do you say about this? And in the understanding of what we say, we humble ourselves to that and say, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Amen? Man, there's so many applications of this that we need to you get into in detail, right? We need the practical application of them. I believe it's going to happen. Amen? So Matthew 13, 20, Now, Now, he who receives seed from the thorns is he who hears the word and what? The cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Did you know you can be f- fruitful according to the world? Yeah, that's right. But there's a deceitfulness in prosperity. There's a deceitfulness in the things that we can get in the world. That what does this say? It becomes a distraction. It's a care of this world. Now this this, this can go cross ways with what we want in our life because we want to be prosperous. How many want to be, pro- want to be prosperous? But can you see how what he said, there's a deceitfulness in riches. Mm-hmm. Some of the richest people in the world today are some of the most troubled people. Yeah, that's true. And what you have on this earth will pass away. And <laughs> It is so important to be taking care of what won't. Yeah. Amen. <clears throat> And so what is he talking about with, with this seed? He's saying, there's, there's a need for the word to bear fruit in your life, for it to be applied. And what happens with riches, what happens with the cares of this life, things that we think we have to acquire in this life, they become a distraction from what the word is trying to, to uh, produce in our life. From the direction that God's trying to give us in our life. There has to be a willingness all the time to say, God, I, I'm ready to let it all go right now. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's right. It's, he, it's not like he's gonna tell us to, but if he does, we have to be and the only way you get there is for to care about him more than what you 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 think you're caring for yourself, right? Okay. Let's go to Luke 21, 34. How y'all doing? This is good. good. <laughs> Amen. Luke 21, 34. Until, until they're cast, our cares are in the category of carousing and drunkenness as distractions from readiness. So, what happens in, in, in a, with a military force? I don't know, because I haven't been in the military. But my assumption is, on the night before an, an assault, they don't allow them to go out carousing. <laughs> right? Or, or to get all drunk and everything, right? Because they're going to have to be ready. I just thought, man, this is interesting because it puts cares right in there with carousing and drunkenness. Take heed to yourself, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life. And that day come on you unexpectedly. What difference does this day coming make? Well, it does. Because this is the God of creation. The God of fire. He's a consuming fire. And we're going to face him one day. The reality of that, uh, we can say, well, but I want to watch a movie right now. or But I, but I want to just do this right now. I have these cares that I want to take care of right now, and I do not want to be confined to going the right on the right side of the road. I love the left; it's just so much more exciting. It keeps you on your toes. You have to avoid things, you know. But God's saying, "No, there, there's a place for you on the right side where it can be safe for you." Right. Okay, 1 Corinthians seven thirty two, Every good thing can become a distraction until it is cast. I just put this in here because I thought, you know what, Jesus, he said, you, you actually have to hate your family. That just does not sound like what I would think about Jesus. What would Jesus do? Let's see, what would, W, W. He would hate his family. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I know this verse doesn't say that, but but he says it in another place. I think, what is he talking about? He's saying you're gonna have to let go of the of your heart attachment in the care of these things in order for me to care for them. He says, I want you to be without care. Now this is Paul talking, right? It's easy for Paul to talk. He's single, you know. <laughs> So here's the irony of this. God is displayed, his glory is displayed to the world through a marriage and a family. It's that relationship that we have together. So it's not a wrong thing. And, and yet we get these kind of verses that Paul's saying. And, and so it's a good thing, but until it's cast, it can become a burr it can become a problem. When you get God involved in this, it's so, so critical. I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. So Paul, I mean, he's a geek on this. You know, he, he's just a full on, you know, all, he, he just, he's weird. But he is revealing the alignment of cares that needs to take place. If we're married, it needs to be in the area of care department. It needs to be like we've cast that care onto him. Which care do, or should we hold on to? Well, I just want to hold on to this. No, that's the one you got to take, cast the most. And we'll see this. Every care that comes along becomes an opportunity for a relationship with a God that we can cast it on. Yes. <laughs> All right, Philippians 4, 6. I'm just, I'm going to end with this. And uh, can, can we sing a song? Can I have my wife sing a song? I wrote a song a few years ago. that Man, this is just perfect for this. So in my wife's voice, don't you love my wife's voice? Yes, I Sometimes I wake up in the morning, just sing, oh just my. sing. <laughs> <laughs> man, there's so much more. this, I just encourage you, let this be uh, an opening of a door for you in the area of of cares. Can we do this? Because uh, so many of these things are just a simple thing. God's saying, I'm calling you over to this side. I just need you to choose it. Just the simple choosing of God's side is like the first step. He said, ah, finally, (laughs) you're coming my way. You're coming over to this side, right? Philippians 6.4 says... and it gives us a picture of what this is going to look like cuz man I'm convinced I want to be on God's side of my cares but what is that going to be okay be anxious what is that being holding on to your care letting it mess with your emotions letting it overwhelm you in some way or another it says be anxious for nothing yep. okay what I, what I like about this is we can we can assume that we can still have something we just don't need to be anxious about it right but in everything, by prayer and supplication, what is that? That's where taking it over to the God. It's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm tired of carrying this weight down the left side of the road. I think I'm just going to start taking it over to the right side. And you do that by taking it to God and letting it become a God conversation. Where you also also asking, what do you have to say about this? So I'm going to open up your word and find out. Instead of just blindly saying, I'm just believing God. Mysteriously, if he wants to today, if he's in a good mood, if he got up on the right side of the bed, maybe he will, maybe he won't. No, I'm going to find out what he says about it, because that's his side of the road. So I'm not just going to come and pray, pray, but I'm going to come praying with understanding. And this is what the next part of this is. It says, let your requests be made known unto God with what? Thanksgiving, what, is, what, what's, what, what does Thanksgiving have to do with it? Because I know what he said about it. and Because what he said about it is true. And I believe that. My conversation with him isn't just hoping he'll agree with me and get on my side. I'm getting on his side. And because I am, I know that it's already been provided. So I just thank him for it. Amen? Amen. Isn't this good? This is like treasures that we've been given. We don't have to carry stuff. But we will. We've gotten used to it. Boy, this is what we fall into. But we don't have to. We can become some major snoozers. <laughs> right? Man, you, you know what? There, there's a scripture that actually says that. There's a place you enter into when you actually believe something. You know what it's called? Rest. Amen? Why? Because you've come over to the side where it's God's side. It's already been provided. You've come into the belief in what God says about it enough to where you've let go of your cares with regard to it, and you're going to let God care for it. Amen? Everything in his word that you actually believe and you let go of yourself is a God side of care. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. And then what happens? Peace. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is what it looks like to get on God's side of cares. Amen? Amen? This is our privilege. This is what we can do. But it's our choice. Every time we're, we're caught in a care, we have a choice. What are we going to do with it? Amen? Here's the wonderful thing about practicing the right choice is it becomes a habit. Amen? So many of the things, if we find ourselves on the wrong side of this, it's because it's become a habit for us. Just what we naturally do. We can change that. Amen? Could say no i'm gonna choose the right side of this hallelujah all right my wife come sing dear <clears throat> let's just do this and this is this is what i wanted to do during this time let's can we just take a few moments and just um uh, just cast our cares Let's close our eyes for a few moments and, and let's just uh, what what what's going on in our life right now. What what's that that stirring in in the uh, the deep parts of us that is is causing an unsettled soul. And let's purposely take it to Him. Can we do that? You know, it might be, it might be our, our employment. It might be a, a relationship. It might be the condition of our bank account. It might, it might be our country. You know, I was talking to a lady this, this week that she started crying and saying, I just, I'm i so concerned about our country. I, you know, it, it, it's like we're going to run out of all these different things, and I'm just I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by this. And it's a very real reason to care. I don't want to be that I don't care. I just want to get it on the right side of care. Amen? You know, we have scripture that says that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, turn from their wicked way, and pray, I will heal. So instead of getting all concerned about what's going on in the country today, I can humble myself, I can turn from my, any, any wickedness in my life, and I can talk to God. And I can be at peace with regard to that. And that was, my, that was my counsel. I was like, as long as you're thinking on those things, as long as they have your heart, as long as your care is consumed with what you're able to do with it, you are going to be depressed, overwhelmed. But if you will take an hour and get God's thoughts on that, just let them occupy your mind for an hour. What are you doing? You're going his way. You've aligned yourself with his side of the care. And he's actually caring for your soul. The biggest thing that we encounter with a, with a trial, with a, with a difficulty, it's not the trial itself. I mean, Jesus proved that with the storm. It was the condition of your soul. It was the distraction from a place of faith in God. That's why he said, where is your faith? Where is your faith? You could have done the very same thing if you'd have been on my side of this care. The storm isn't the problem. It's the condition of our soul. And we can choose that. We don't have to stay. We don't have to stay overwhelmed. Amen.
1: Yeah. I just want to share the scripture before we start. I was thinking of it at the end there when you were sharing, but it's Proverbs 15, 15, and it says, all the days of the desponding, the word desponding is like to lose confidence, and afflicted are made evil. The word evil is a strong word. How is it made evil? By anxious thoughts and forebodings. What is a foreboding? It's something that is happening ahead of time. Uh, you're, You're predicting it. How many have thought about, you know, maybe Thanksgiving and you're predicting what it's going to be like to sit with your family or what's happening. You're already thinking, oh, I I don't know if I'm, you know, I don't know. Maybe you've got good thoughts, but that's what a foreboding is. It's thinking ahead about something that's going to happen and you're just not looking forward to it. But he who has a glad heart has a continual feast regardless of his circumstances. So no matter what our circumstances are, we can have a continual glad heart because of the goodness of our God. If we keep our heart and mind focused on him, like Pastor Steve was saying, so praise God. Do you have something? Yeah.
2: Take this care, take this worry, take the anxious thoughts that try to overwhelm me, Lord, in prayer, I cast my care to let your will become established now in me, and I'll know peace, I'll know peace, I'll know the peace that passes all my understanding. Peace that passes all my understanding. Yeah, yeah, take this care, take this worry, take the anxious thoughts that try to. Oh, Cause I that passes all my understanding. strong strong in the Lord strong in the Lord and in the power of his might I will stand I will stand strong his word is my foundation the rock on which I stand the spirit strong.
3: Uh, the Lord woke me up uh, at 2.30 this morning, and He said, get ready, get ready, get ready. And I mean, I immediately woke up, well, ready for what? He said that He was taking the church up, a step up, a moving up in the Spirit. And He said there were people here that had that longing in their heart to hear those words. And there were people here that had been praying to hear that. And there were people here that had been saying, is this all there is, Lord? There's gotta be more and I want it. But he said there was also people here that were on cruise control. And this is exactly what you were preaching about this morning. When you're on cruise control, you're on automatic pilot and you're dealing with stuff yourself. You're not casting your cares. You don't have that peace because you are trying to control it. Yeah. While everything around you is in turmoil, you think you got it together because you're on automatic pilot. But you don't have the help that you need right. because you can't cast because you're taking it upon. You cast it, but then you bring it right back. Right. Like how many times you have people say, I've given it all to God, but then I turned right around and took it back about the time you walk out the door. Or on Monday. You may make it through today, but Monday it's back to square one. So the Lord is saying he's taking you off the of automatic pilot. this It's time to step up in the spirit, and he wants to do that. That's an individual thing, but it's a corporate thing. He doesn't want anybody to be left behind. It's a corporate move up in the spirit. And if you will step into it, it's there for you. But you have to get off an automatic pilot. It has to be the desire of your heart. He is here to take you there. But you have to be willing to walk into that and not take it back. Yes. If you have to cast it off every day, that's what you have to do. To get that peace in your heart and and you will walk in that and it will become a way of life. Individually and corporately.
1: Man, that's a word for us this hour. Amen. You receive that. I rece- Say, I receive that for myself, and I receive it for our church corporately. Thank you, Lord. Let's just thank him for it. Let's lift our hands. Father, we just thank you for that word. We receive it. We'll attend to it. We'll, we'll obey your voice. We'll do our part to run after it in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. We're so grateful. So thankful for that. Wow, what a great word for us today. Amen. You know, I, I've shared this before, but in in talking about casting your care, the Lord gave me this little illustration because I used to go fishing with my dad, and I always used a bobber. And so when I would cast, I would watch that bobber so much that my eyes would cross, <laughs> looking for that bobber to go under the water because as soon as it went under, I knew there was a—and I was still connected, like Pastor Steve was saying. I was still connected but I was just waiting for that bobber to go under. And then there was another kind of fishing that we graduated to eventually and it was it was with a weight. There was a weight on the end and I would cast it and he would say, "Now you got to leave it out there." And there was the casting and releasing the weight of it. That scripture that I just read. Releasing the weight and just letting it be there, letting God do his part. And then, I, I've never done this. My husband likes to go fly fishing. I know Buddy likes to. But when you go fly fishing, you cast it and you bring it back in. You bring, it, cast it and you bring it. Some of y'all are doing that with your cares. You're fly fishermen. You're casting and you're bringing it back in to see if it's still there. You're casting and you're bringing it back there to see if God did anything. You're casting and you want to see if it's different, if it looks different, if if there's really a, a, an answer And God doesn't want us to throw it out there with a bobber. He doesn't want us to throw it out and bring it back. He just wants us to cast it and release the weight of it and give it to Him. That word cast means to divide. And there's another part of it means noose, to divide the mind. Noose. Think about what's a noose. Casting, to divide the mind. And so it's important that we remain steadfast. When we keep our mind fixed on Him, there's peace, Isaiah says. That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed or fixed on him. How many have your mind fixed on him? When you find that you're, because we're always thinking, when you find you're slipping over to that place where you're occupied, preoccupied with other thoughts, catch yourself. Say, no, I have the mind of Christ. I hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of my Father, and I will remain fixed on his thoughts today. Amen. Did you get some help today? Did this encourage you? Love each other on the way out. We are so thankful for you. We love you guys. If you need prayer, if you need prayer today, we have prayer. Uh, our prayer team will be up here to pray for you. We've got wonderful people. Please do not leave here. If I know you just heard a sermon on casting the care, but if you have a care, bring it up here and leave it at the altar. <laughs> and let these people pray with you and believe God with you. We love you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Remember why you're thankful. Remember what you're thankful for. We have so much to be grateful for. Amen. And everything, give thanks, because it's the will of God. No Wednesday. We will see you back here on Sunday. Sunday. Yes. How many are going to be here Sunday? Amen. We're going to have a good time. Get filled up with some food, but get filled up with the Holy Ghost, too. you got lots of time to do it. Have a blessed day. Go rejoicing. Love somebody on the way out.
2: I'll I'll not fall I'll stand stand strong
4: And never fall. fall I will.